0: It Welcome to Telling It Like It Is. I'm your host, Matt the Godfather Ely.
1: Hey, 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 this is Veronica Ely. We are in Vestal, New York today, recording.
0: Yes, very chilly, Vestal, New York. Very cold. Yeah. We, uh, I know a couple episodes ago we were talking about how summer was over and then global warming came back and was uh, we had some
1: really hot nineties. 90s. Days. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was 90.
0: Which I wasn't complaining, even though it is probably a sign of our imminent demise. Um, I hate the cold. It's so cold out right now. Um, but yeah, so a lot's happened in the last week or so. Um,
1: there's never a dull moment in America these days.
0: There isn't even the parts of America that a lot of America's Americans don't realize is America like Like
1: Puerto Rico, like
0: Puerto Rico. Um, yeah, I was at O'Reilly the other day in New York city where I, which has a, I think the largest Puerto Rican population outside of Puerto Rico and, um, I also have some dear friends and people who live in Puerto Rico and the, one of the biggest issues that people were saying right now is the problem that the stuff that is actually getting sent there is not making it to the people. Um, which is pretty messed up. Yeah.
1: It's like they are, everybody's saying do not donate to these major organizations because for whatever reason, it's not leaving the docks. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah.
0: There's like, there's Strange. like no plan in place. And then of course we got our wonderful president who, I mean, like I said, for me, I posted something online earlier, a meme I made and it was like, I can't believe anybody's even shocked by anything this guy says anymore. So I'm, it's not shocked, but it's just, it's still ridiculous. Um, went from claiming that they were doing a wonderful, amazing job there. Um, which I don't know what he was gauging that upon to now he's, he's uh, attacking the the mayor of San Juan because she's asking for help. Um, one of the big, to me, uh, you know, let's take a step aside from all the million of other criticisms that I've had for Trump and being objective. I, ch- I, you know, if he did something good, I would give him, I would give him credit for it. But once again, here's another ridiculous thing is that is that he won't, um sign a waiver for the Jones Act. And for people who don't know what the Jones Act is, this is this is a um I guess you could call it a trade agreement or something a, regarding the shipping process. And it says that basically anything shipped uh to Puerto Rico um has to be on US-owned ships, US-manufactured ships, US-made ships from US ports with a US tag, which okay, you know, day to day processes, that's debatable, I guess. Um but in a time when there's a humanitarian disaster, a natural disaster occurs and you need all the help you can get, I I wouldn't it make sense to temporarily um you know place a waiver on that act. And apparently the reason it hasn't been is because a lot of the ship manufacturers who are donors to the Trump campaign um, are worried about the money they're going to lose if if other ships come and start delivering goods there.
1: Well, I believe that it was put on hold yesterday.
0: Did it finally get?
1: Yeah, after there after the uh, it became delight that there was hesitation. So when he got some pressure from the public. I I am pr- I'm pretty sure yesterday he finally allowed it to happen but that was 9 days after the hurricane hit and they're already you know they've been struggling this whole time so there was hesitation for that to happen
0: mm. um true trump fashion take the temperature of, of what <laughs> yeah what's po- what's going to be popular
1: yeah or try to try and get away with something until you can't anymore and then oh well
0: as, well, I try to be glad to know that that I, I, about I, didn't it, but I, know, I didn't even know. I didn't even know. Shows you how, how, how out of the loop I am. Yeah, I think that was just this hours. morning. <laughs> I, 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 yeah,
1: um, like I said, there's never a dull moment. There's always something.
0: I was listening to uh, uh, music on my iPod on my drive from New York City this morning instead of the news because Apple Music is my new drug dealer. <laughs> 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 they unlimited unlimited downloads with a. With with a, a hundred and twenty eight gigabyte phone means wow lots of music but yeah so there's that and then um the NFL so in response to um everybody and, and we've already talked about this that I'm I at, at no point was I planning to boycott the NFL personally and I gave my reasons for that in previous episode and online um but the NFL responded to um Trump's tweets or an attack calling the players uh, miserable son of bitches talking uh, in front of a, a crowd of practically all white people in Alabama <laughs> Huntsville, Alabama. Imagine that. And, and 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 he got cheers. Imagine that. But um
1: yeah, he goes for the cheers.
0: So all the teams pretty much uh, protested. And uh, now, as a result, there's a counter boycott of the NFL. The people that are feelings are hurt because, um, you know, the teams protested during the flag and their feelings are hurt. So now they're boycotting. The NFL. I've seen videos of people burning jerseys and burning flags. Right. And burning season tickets. And it's just.
1: Uh, I'm canceling my ticket. I'm like, you know what? I might just go out and buy the NFL ticket then if that's the way you're <laughs> going to be. I'm like,
0: Let, let's make a list. Well, in the midst of all this happening, I can't help to my think s- myself to think, was there some genius who started the first boycott thinking another boycott would a- act so that the NFL will eventually fall and they can start a new league?
1: <laughs> nah, there's uh, way too much money in them. That's the thing. I'm like, the people want to care about this, you know, whether it's the protesting the flag that they're protest or that they're why they're canceling or if it's because um, more people weren't doing it. Either way, I think people ultimately care way more about football than they do about <laughs> inconveniencing their... Their day day-to-day. So even the people that are like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm canceling. I'm not going to watch anymore because they're all kneeling or they're not even all kneeling, kneeling, standing, essentially just showing solidarity. Um, the people that are offended by that. Pff, yeah. Let's see. you get through one Sunday without watching football and then I'm sure it's yeah. not going to happen. I don't believe you. That's no. at the end
0: of the day. Anybody. anybody and then what are you going to do on, on, on Sunday? either side of the boycott, people that are boycotting because Kaepernick isn't getting a job. First of all, almost every person I know that's doing that is someone who doesn't really watch football anyway. I don't know one person who is an avid football fan, with, with, the, with the exception of Aunt T, um, that is boycotting football. Um, and on the other side, all those white, I, they're lying. They're going to say they're boycotting, but they're going to go to the bar and watch. They're going to accidentally be somewhere where it's on. No, no true football fan is is really gonna freaking boycott the NFL. Yeah, I I, I don't believe you.
1: People look forward to it all year long. But so. on the topic
0: of the on the topic of the complaining, first and foremost, let me just say that how shocked I was that Jerry Jones kneeled down with his team. That guy is if you would ask me who the most racist per, owner was in the NFL because I don't know who all the owners are. The ones I know. That probably would not sign Kaepernick for kneeling, and, and, and granted, I'm—I'll admit it's—it's it's a general judgment on my part. I would have said Jerry Jones. I have no proof to say that he's that. I'm just solely humanistic. I admit judging judging based on his operating image. I would have thought it would be that guy. Last guy I would have ever thought would kneel down with his team, whether it was before the pledge started or not. The guy took a knee which that was the whole point of the knee is specifically that had nothing to do with Trump. That had was everything to do with what the topic was about. So even if everybody's like, Oh, it took Trump. I don't care because that symbol was to show that he was in unity and support of an issue. That is a real thing. And that is police brutality and the injustices towards people of color. So I, I, that blew my mind. Um, so there's that. Then the second thing is, let's talk about these people that want to now protest the NFL because they're so mad and they're, the, the, these whiny babies and snowflakes. But isn't, isn't it funny how they seem to be pretty whiny and snowflakey, yeah. quote unquote, when we it f- comes to their...
1: Talk their, about their sensitivity. Flag. Like, I, the, the rational-minded Americans, um, they're the ones that are saying, you know... The part of America's freedom and the First Amendment is that you can you can protest freely whether I like it or not. So, you know, if you're going to kneel during the national anthem, I might not like it. But I'm the other the other side of it is that there are people who understand that it's not disrespectful to the national anthem is not disrespectful to the military it has nothing to do with that the taking a knee during the national anthem is solely to make a point that our country is injured the way that you would kneel if uh, an athlete on the field was injured or um they the soldiers kneel at um uh, their deceased soldiers graves out of respect so um Initially, when Colin Kaepernick was was just sitting out of the Pledge of Allegiance or the Pledge of Allegiance, well, National Anthem, I'm thinking of grade school, um, Nate, it was Nate Boyer, who I don't believe he's in the NFL anymore, but at the time he was and he is a veteran and he asked him to kneel rather than sit out altogether because that was a respectful way of protesting during the national anthem. So obviously not everyone's going to agree on the same on on what the most respectful way to do it, but if you have an NFL player and a veteran telling you that this is the way to respectfully to do this and that's why Kaepernick started kneeling. Like I I don't see it as disrespectful at all. Like I don't find there anything rude or you know offensive about kneeling instead of standing to me that's like you know you're make, sending a very strong message it's not like he's you know like turning his back to the flag or like sh- sh- talking over it or like you know p- people at football games and at home everybody's they're doing whatever they want to do during the national anthem the majority of the time so
0: which is ridiculous.
1: Like you, half the time when you're at a football game, you don't even realize it's actually going on. You're like, oh, 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 oh there's something happening. Someone's singing. So um, I really think that the people who are upset about it are just not thinking critically, or they're just reactive and they just want to be mad about something. Well, the funny thing
0: is, is that even before this protest, not everyone has stands and puts their hands over the heart for the national anthem. Anyway, just like you said. But when this particular protest takes place, now all of a sudden people are angry and the flag means this and this. And, and th- you know, here's my thing. If you are, whether you're a veteran or not, or you're just, and you want to stand and put your hand over your heart for the national anthem and it means something, to you, by all means, I support you. I'm not telling you you have to stop doing that.
2: Right. However...
0: The minute you start getting defensive and telling other people what how they should do it, and unless you're someone who's always said it, then maybe I'm less critical of you before. But as I said, every, lots of people don't stand for the national anthem or put their hands over their heart or any of that. You're only bitching about it now and you're making an issue about it now because people have a specific reason and a good reason to show protest you're a little bit of a hypocrite, and you might be a little bit of a racist. Yeah, you know, and it's sad because the we have these experiences where uh, good old social media exposes this within your social circles, and some of these people's rebuttals they sound like robots or broken record. It like re- I must repeat the same. Right. I, I cannot think critically. You present facts in a counter argument that is like, let me clarify this to you. I don't hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I must repeat over. Like, there have been multiple, numerous veterans, combat veterans at that, who have gave very educated, specific explanations of why they support this protest. And do they not count? Are they disrespectful to vet- you? Know what I mean? It's just stupid and it's ridiculous. And like, at the end of the day i here's the bottom line i understand some people some issues are not important going to be important to certain people because it doesn't affect them especially when it comes to race so if you're a a person who's not affected by race issues i can respect you more if you just admit the fact that it doesn't affect you so you don't want to get involved in the conversation you know what whatever I can respect that a little bit. I don't need you to get involved in the conversation because the, the pr- progress is going to happen one way or another. However, when you do involve yourself in the conversation and your involvement is to try to sil- silence or criticize the people who are affected by the topic, then yes, you are acting in a racist manner. You are and So don't get mad when people call you a racist, either be quiet and stay out of it because you're saying it makes you uncomfortable and you don't want to be involved in it because it doesn't affect you fine um but the minute you're going to involve yourself and you're involving yourself to try to talk down to the people who are affected you are part of the problem plain and simple Mm -hmm. all right that being said uh let's move on to today's topic today today's topic is something that I'm, i'm so glad we're finally having this show this was part of one of my inspirations to starting the show, because it's something that needs to be talked about. And that is the two party system. And for people who don't know what the two party system is, that is in reference to here in America, the two major parties that exist, the Republican party and the Democrat party. Um, first of all, let's the one plus one equals two. What is a political party? A political party is a group of voters organized to support certain public policies. The aim of a political party is to elect officials who will try to carry out the party's policies. A political party offers candidates for public office. Um, That's the definition of a political party. Um, MDG says this. I personally and anybody who knows me or heard me. My opinion is I don't believe in uh, political parties. I think they're a hustle. I think they are the key ingredient to how corporations have uh, been able to manipulate our political structure um, look I, I I've said this before. I, I believe in I do believe that a Democratic republic, is the best form of government structure as far as how officials are elected. I believe in a capitalist society as far as economic, not the way we do capitalism, um, not the way it's done because there's no checks and balances, um, which is why I also believe in a social democracy in, in, in regards to how the democracy is managed, which we... Already are and have been (laughs) since FDR implemented Social Security. People are not aware of that. That being said, I feel that the two-party system has eliminated true um, organic choice in the the way that we select our officials and the way that things are um, ran. My opinion. Just put it out there. So.
1: I mean, I think that um, the problem, the problem lies in the fact that if you want like you don't have the freedom to vote for like what you really want for or you really want. So people are constantly choosing the lesser of two evils. And it's like, well, that's. (laughs) that's a really um negative way to look at electing your your leader so um i think you should be able to vote for who you want to vote for like you know maybe it's not as organized as a two-party system but if you want somebody then you should be able to write their name in, and those votes should be counted and i think that's why um so many people don't even participate
0: Mm -hmm. and with that uh i want to introduce our guests um Somebody I've known, I'd say over 15 years now. yeah, actually more than that since college. So long time ago, <laughs> <laughs> almost 20 years. Um, uh, he's a uh, filmmaker, um, a longtime educator in the media field and many aspects of the media field. Um, someone who's I think is very well um, knowledgeable on the topic based on previous conversations. Uh, welcome to the show ted nappy oh thanks thanks for having me thanks for uh, joining us that was very very uh
2: gracious <laughs> introduction
0: <laughs> so uh ted uh first of all talk to us a little bit about your your outlook on the political spectrum here today
2: well i think you guys have both you know touched upon it uh, you know really well is the idea that uh You know, I think that the entire we were discussing before we started a little bit about Noam Chomsky's you know manufacturing consent, Mm -hmm. which I think talks about that quite a bit. Is you know this idea that we're uh, in a society of controlled conflict, controlled dissent, and I really think controlled disillusion. You know, we're purposely set in this uh, atmosphere, and the media being the lead of it, and the media of the West leading the world. I mean, most like 75% of the world's media comes from not only, not the West, but the United States really, not, you know, the entire West. Um, but what, you know, what we, we touch upon, I saw a video the other day that really hit on it was sort of a conden, condensation of a lot of Noam Chomsky and other theorists like that ideas was, you know, sorry, but you're being brainwashed. And what you're left with constantly and all the images that you're left with and what you're, you're, what state you're trying to be put into is a state of panic on a constant basis because media professionals know that survival is our instinct. So if you're constantly met with images of you're in danger, you're in danger, you're in danger, then you're going to react as if you're in danger all the time. But... If you look at statistics, we're actually in the most peaceful time in the world in history. And we're in the least danger that we ever have been in history. But we're met with, you're all in conflict, we're all in conflict. And then the two-party system, of course, plays into it perfectly. You've got one side, you got the other side. When really all the people who are, are um, the leaders of those systems are bought and paid for by corporations, the military industrial complex of course is one of the biggest problems as well you know and having to have conflict um, it, it you know it's deeply seated within the, the 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 pentagon you know for one thing is we have individuals in the pentagon who have been there for 50 60 years maybe even more they don't give a crap about who's the president or who's you know in different offices because they're going to outlast them and if they have to they will make sure they outlast them in some some cases and i'm not gonna you know get into a million different conspiracy theories but i wouldn't be surprised in the least to you know i've heard things floated around you know you know we talk about the elections and an illusion of choice we have you know bernie sanders who seems to be uh, a leading candidate in the democratic party but he's an outsider and he's painted as an outsider and all of a sudden all these people around him and all these supporters start disappearing and committed suicide all around him. And and a lot of these things are unsubstantiated, and I'm not going to like, you know, really, I don't have any facts about it or anything. But I really wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of individuals who are running around threatening people or making life difficult for people. We see, obviously, now on the Republican side, that, you know, the FBI has confirmed it and other intelligence agencies have confirmed that Donald Trump has been aided by the Russians, and and he's done a million different illegal things on a constant basis, and no one is impeaching him because no. the majority doesn't have the um, the cojones to to to, to, to do it, yeah. you know, and they they're not willing to stick their neck out there because they're afraid they're going to lose their base mm-hmm. and their base of their new base of all the Trump supporters too, because I think that Trump supporters. I mean, literally, we've, I mean, you know, probably Citizens United and the idea of super PACs really solidified the the idea that candidates are corporate clowns. But literally, they've taken a circus monkey and thrown him out into the presidency. Yep. Bill Moyers the other day said, this just cracked me up. I couldn't believe Bill Moyers a seasoned guy on TV. He's being interviewed. He's not doing the interview. And he says, Donald Trump has literally turned the White House into a mosh pit.
0: <laughs> that's one way of putting putting yeah. freaking Lord of the Flies oh my over there. gosh
1: that's hilarious and it's because like I just used the mosh bit as a, a, as a I, reference as a reference for his rallies the other yeah.
2: day oh and they are you know go get and he's literally I mean he said "Go, someone hit that person I'll yeah. pay for your legal fees right I mean come on mm-hmm. what president what president when did he, he ever for? incite violence when
0: When did he have <laughs> name I mean, once he incited violence yeah yeah, yeah. no that sarcasm, mimicking yeah. his supporters, as yeah. ass hat. and then you tell them, and they're like, "Well, that's he, different." Well, you I, I, have he, his
1: son up there, you know, saying, "Well, yeah. like, calling my father names is mean." Oh, oh I geez. can't believe
0: he used. People are using profanity,
2: uh-huh. and they keep talking about this idea of gaslighting and how he's an excellent gaslighter. And one of my um, colleagues and former mentors told me that I forget what the writer's name was, but he's a farce writer, and he said he was one of trump's mentors Ooh. you know in a farce there's five doors and people are running around all the time they're dressing up like everybody else in the meantime there's a few people that are putting out an agenda and they're making mm-hmm. it happen while well, everybody's really confused
1: yeah
0: and i think that's really what's happening oh that's exactly i i agree with you 100 percent. you know and as someone who works in the media and deals with it like to me it's obvious but you know at the risk of sounding uh I was having this conversation with someone in the last couple of days at the risk of sounding pessimistic to some degree. I I consider myself an optimist. So that's why I'm saying it's one of those things where I'm like. People just don't care or don't get it. And so at the end of the day, it's like you have to choose to be one of those few people that is aware of that and figure out how am I going to survive this mosh pit? You know what I mean?
2: Well, that's it. That said, that it's said, so right,
0: though. There's all these things going on, and people are getting o- overly distracted by all these different things, and going back and forth, and back. and, and I'm like, meanwhile, there's a real agenda happening,
1: right? Well, I- that I mean, this is not on the topic of the two party system, but to go on to what is happening in our news since well since the beginning of the election you know since everyone uh, Trump announced he was running um, Sanders was running and you pretty much had the Hillary and um, Bernie and then Trump right? I mean there was there were a lot of those Republicans running but it was pretty much centered around Trump but I feel like they the since he's gotten into the White House every, so and every week, sometimes more than once a week, there is a new scandal. So mm-hmm. I feel like it, our feeble American minds are being bombarded with one scandal after another, so that they all just blur together, and it's like we can't we can't balance all the things we're supposed to be upset about yeah. at once. So we just forget about that. We forget about the first thing, and then the next thing, So then we forget about that. So it's like I feel like the in the big picture of things nobody's like realizing like how bad it actually well I don't I can't say nobody but the majority of people like generally that you speak with are not like seeing what a shit show it is Mm -hmm. and I'm like I remember I remember the first thing I was mad about after inauguration day and anybody who's like paying attention and actually you know uh, absorbing these things is, is seeing it but unfortunately I think in America the majority of people are so inundated with entertainment and media and fun things that they don't have the mental I don't know the battery life to think about things that are actually yeah. endangering our livelihoods well the, the well the funny thing is
0: at the end of the day, I think the point of it all is that the two to me, the two party system is responsible for Trump because it's just like Bernie, who was an Absolutely. outsider. Trump was an outsider, they both were because Bernie was an independent. He wasn't even he ran on the Democratic ticket because he understood we're still at a place but where I think
2: Trump is the guise of an outsider, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: right, right, he right.
2: Really isn't well. The
0: thing was, is for all, all, the majority's long time, he was a, a neoliberal New York Democrat, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. And, but then he, you know, I think when that rate, you know, it's funny how p- having a brown person, a, a non-white person in the White House makes a lot of people. It right, lowers uh, your standards. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or- and it makes people like even people like Trump that, that are like that feel their white supremacy threatened, start to show their true colors. Right. Um, hmm. Trump. I, I remember watching covering the, the the Republican establishment, quote unquote, was against this guy they 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 were they didn't, Oh yeah, they're they're like women. who do you think they're you like, are? You can't be one of us because they knew it was out first, of control too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then they realized, "Oh shit, we have to." Yeah. Because these two parties we just did the Facebook survey this week. I asked what do people identify as? Overwhelmingly, people were like neither. Independent or people were like why does there have to be two? I think I had like three Democrats and like I don't even maybe one Republican and I know on my friends list, I have plenty of rep- people who call themselves Republicans. Um, so it was interesting that, or conservatives rather, because even some of them were like, oh, I'm a libertarian or, uh, uh, mm. you know, yeah. the the system is broken. But I do, I think it's like this. I think about all the people who I have met that are like straight ticket voters, they, all, they just vote straight ticket. And a lot of people mm-hmm. do that. A lot of the people who actually vote, that's the problem. The people who actually go vote, a lot of them just go down the line. All one party or the other. I stopped doing that probably immediately. I, I remember my 1st the first time I voted. I was 18. Um, and I voted for George W. Bush. And I just went down the ticket Republican because I was raised in Texas by my Irish Catholic mother, who was thought we're supposed to be Republican. But my mom was mm-hmm. only Republican really for one reason, because she was an Irish Catholic and she didn't believe in abortion. abortion yeah. And she was adamantly. My mom was a pro-life activist, like yeah. fired up. That topic alone dictated every other, to- you know. It's, I, it, and I, I wonder, Not that I think my mom's views on abortion would have ever changed, but I do, I think if my mom were alive today, Just based on how I saw her views on other things change exponentially as she got older. Mind you, my mom was only my age when she passed away. She was only 19 when she had me. So she was a young parent who lived the biggest city she ever lived in before she had me was Binghamton. She grew up in the sticks, never Mm -hmm. went anywhere else. She moved to a big city and grew up there. You know, what I mean that she. I watched my mother grow up and start to learn the world, and her views on a lot of things changed by yeah. the time she passed away. Like I said, I don't think she abortion. She probably never would have changed her mind about, but I do think that she would have probably changed her views on certain things and how. And there's no way I know for a fact. There's no way she would have supported Donald Trump. His uh, his she probably would have wrote in like. John Kasich or somebody before she would have ever yeah. voted for him. Um,
1: well, but that, that, but that, that
0: being said, like I was raised to think I was a Republican the, or, and then I was in college and I was in uh, Jason Detrani's image theory class at BCC and that's when I watched Manufacturing Consent, uh, read some Neil Postman stuff, some Amy Goodman stuff, who I now work with, but you know, tw- almost 20 years later. And, um, and i it, it hit me and it was this i remember this conflict in me this conflict mm-hmm. because i wanted to there was I, I remember slightly arguing to try to defend bush at one point until it got to the point where it, it went off on me i was like you know what what's right was more important than being right and my intelligence won because i'm like i can't deny these things that are facts anymore yeah and then i understood the two party system and i was like these are, luckily for me, it was early on. I was like, these things are a hustle. Like, this the, the, this whole, first of all, working in news in Binghamton, too, fast forward. The difference between, like, let's look at Binghamton, a small city who I, I like to call Binghamton Amer- America in a petri dish. Mm-hmm. It's like a small scale. Yeah, absolutely, A small city, a Binghamton Republican and a, Talking about political office A Binghamton Republican And then like a Washington Republican Very different Let's think about Senator Libis mm-hmm. Senator Libis ran unopposed For years And when he did he, it was a landslide Because look at some of the things he did Though he had many conservative Quote unquote views There was things he did He supported unions Supported Those aren't things you're going to hear uh, you're not going to hear freaking, uh, what's his name, um, Lindsey Graham or any of those guys up there supporting unions or, mm-hmm. you know, most high-level Republicans or even big-city Republicans in New York are are, are anti-union, And depending on where you're at. Um, it's just the differences where I'm like, well, wait a minute. And then I would see people who would switch parties. You would have a guy... And the reasons for switching parties were never, like, when you're in a small town and you work in news and people are comfortable talking to you off camera because you see them at the bar, you see them. I started to realize, I'm like, this is all bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. people are going to do... Most politicians aren't doing what they firmly believe in their heart. They got to think about what is the best shot at me getting elected? What am I... Constitu- you know what I mean? Right. And which... Can be a bad thing or a good thing. I mean, I, I, because I think- it's a
1: because for the way it is now, being in politics is just a job. It's a paycheck, and yeah. that is why we are so corrupted. Yeah. Like, because and when the government first came around, it was a duty. Yeah, and it was you worked a job and then you went and you participated in your government, and that is the way that it was supposed to be. Yeah. and I now I don't
2: even know about that. A lot of our forefathers were a bunch of aristocrats that were fighting for different causes, and both northern and southerners had slaves, and they were trying to concentrate on importing booze and different things to make to make a buck. Right, you know. I think but, human nature. I, mean, I,
0: I, I think, think, think human it, nature at the heart is always human nature is. Look out for your own
1: self-interest first. Right, but even, lawmaking yeah. was lawmaking. Yeah. yeah, For because we, you know, there were certain things that had to be established to, to create a well, functional nation, and well, now it's.
0: Well, the other thing I want to point out too on functional. that topic is that a lot of America, like our forefathers, didn't come up with the idea of democracy or even a republic. These were things that were, in place. Uh, in, in, in other place, there a, de- a democracy existed in Greece. Greece. Right. You know, they had a republic in Rome. The native American, the Iroquois nation was a republic, a democratic republic. Yeah, and voting it had a system wasn't isn't that, an American And, and thing. they actually, a lot of the ideals that they used in forming the United States, they actually got from the Iroquois nation. Um, So th- that all boils down to that whole little like false sense of the, 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 the uh, the keys of patriotism, like Ray Allen, key. You're a yeah. patriot. You got to be a patriot if you. And if you question it, then you're not a patriot.
2: And that's become such jingoistic crap. It, it means it means nothing anymore. To when people say, "You're you're not a patriot," because why? Because I, you know, you talk. We're talking about kneeling, you know, during the anthem. You're not a patriot if you do that. Why? Uh, because you're disrespecting the flag. Well, what about the issues that we're talking about?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What do you mean the issues? You know, like you said, some people who are who can't some of them never had any, any experience who can't even understand what white privilege means mm-hmm. when or
1: won't. Yeah. Or
2: refuses to try to even think about it that
1: no privilege here. Yeah.
2: They're, they're just oh I, I don't God. agree. I, I I don't agree with you and I don't have any reasons why I don't agree with
1: you. But I don't. And I that's it. Yeah.
2: And that's like you said back to when you were voting, you know, straight ticket. It's, it was well, an amazing thing. I think it's supported by is like like I said earlier about disillusion is like you know that they've you've always pro- probably heard a million times being in the media too is you know 1984 was never supposed to be a playbook but it is now I mean look at we were talking earlier about Trump uh just recently lying about the healthcare vote yeah. I mean he's literally saying you know chocolate is 34 cents and has always been 34 cents he's just coming straight out with a lie and that's happened so much Lately, you know, and I was talking about local politician changing headlines, you know, because Mm -hmm. they they believe they can change history in an instant because people are so disillusioned. But in the meantime, the real things that are happening, like saying, oh, we're going to cut taxes for the middle class, which is BS. And they they might be some temporary ones and then they're going to disappear, but they're going to continue to have tax cuts for the rich. And one of the biggest things that they keep saying, they call it the death tax to make it evil, the estate tax. And and they they've been doing that since Bush, uh, I think senior even and junior definitely was doing it, but it's going to make them billions of dollars from yeah. the get go. Yeah, they're just going to. I mean, these these people are just racking up more money and more power on a constant basis, and that's the thing. I think you know, like I said, I don't want to like get into like hardcore conspiracy theory. Not that that's a bad thing. You know, the funny thing yeah. is people forget that the idea is like conspiracy doesn't mean you're some crazy person in a corner no. conspiracy literally by definition is you don't have to be in the same room together you don't have to go to the bilderberg meeting you don't have to go to the skull and bones bones meetings you just have to inadvertently cooperate with each other and that's a, a conspiracy yeah you don't even yeah. have to know the person and you can yeah. be involved in a conspiracy but, you know, you have the, you know, the, the Koch brothers, you have the Rothschilds, you have all these, you know, people who have tons of money who have said
0: long time elites, they've outright said that
2: I don't care who's in office, whoever controls the purse strings controls the world.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. And yeah. you had presidents throughout time that have spoke out against it in Mr. Like JFK. Um, right. And uh, was it Truman or Hoover? Who was it? What who's what president when the Federal Reserve was formed? I think it was FDR, I think.
1: That was, like, 19... I think
0: think it was... I don't think it was...
1: I I thought the Federal Reserve was, like, early... We can
0: all Google it. But they (laughs) said they regretted it, like, immediately. Like, they pretty much were like, we... uh, you know, they made the mistake of turning over the currency from the country and the citizens yeah. of the country to Central yeah, Bank.
1: Yeah, 1913 is when but, it
0: was. But that, that's a whole other episode, by the way, that we're going to have. Yeah. Uh, but it is in relation to the two party system, because it, these parties, the the whole thing about political parties is that they create that false illusion at the same time where someone is like i have to identify as i'm either a democrat or i'm a republican which is where that idea of manufactured consent comes into play where you believe you're making a choice but you really aren't because you've been brainwashed to think you're one or the other and the reality is if you really do the research the average person who says they are what they are and they give you their reasons are clueless as to the details and how contradictory some of what you hear people say I'm like you voted against that my grandparents for instance my grandparents God love them are the, the stereotypical Irish American Catholic brainwashed vote against their own interests yeah, vote against their yeah. own self-interest and do it and are proud to say that they do because yeah. there's some kind of how convinced that if they're voting against their self-interest that that's like noble and standing on your own two feet it's it's I don't know.
2: It's funny. I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, I know, and, you know, I'm being an educator and in the arts and stuff. I'm, you know, besides film, I do theater and stuff like that. And a lot of people can consider themselves liberal and they vote a straight ticket on Democrat. They don't realize how many Democrats, you know, Cuomo. Oh in New York, Cuomo, Sheldon Silver, they're so pro-corporate. Uh, I mean, it was literally a week after Cuomo got elected that he was asked once again, two weeks before, he had said publicly... I'm against fracking. And then a week after he got elected, he said, I don't know, I'm kind of on the fence about it. I have to think about it. Yeah. And then weeks went by afterwards where there was public outcry, and he was like, okay, I'm going to push for uh, making it illegal in New York. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is that all New York State employees' um, pension funds are already invested in the fracking industry. Oh, wow. So you have a lot of these people who are trying to push it because of these backdoor deals that have mm. been made already.
0: You know, and that's why I say the neoliberal. A lot this, so, the f- difference between neoliberals and Republicans uh, is like five issues. People don't realize that, especially at a congressional level, the Senate and the House the, and the Congress, which, to, in my opinion, and I is where the majority of the power is. Mm-hmm. The majority of the power is in the Senate in the in the Congress. And those are the one roles that have no term limitations. And you, at that level, when it comes to the two parties, like 90% of the time they vote in alignment. Mm -hmm. There's these key issues they put out there. Abortion, uh, gay rights, you know. um,
1: Yeah, like the moral issues.
0: You know, I don't want to say... I don't don't want to say these aren't important issues because they are. No, human rights yeah. human rights are basic rights that should be the constitution should uphold and
2: those. and there are people who are, who may be corporate chills but they they probably do honestly believe in those th- those yeah. causes and they're pushing them. Yeah. But there are people who are pushing their buttons with the dollars. Yeah. That yeah. they're not going to change their mind. I, I on. think that
0: the the funny thing is um, a lot recently it became popular to actually care about humans though is the problem. If you look, if you look at how long it took for same sex marriage to be legalized here, a lot of Democrats were against it, including the Clintons mm-hmm. were against mm-hmm. it until now it's like, Oh, a my, lot of the policies I, that they- I have mm-hmm. to be for it. And, um, a, a lot of other basic human rights that are that, 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 many Democrats don't support until they get put in a position where they have to speak out about it. The war, the war in Iraq, like Democrats overwhelmingly voted in in favor of it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Hillary. And and there's the, and and the thing is, is people don't realize these things and they're like, Oh, you know, liberal, I'm conservative or I'm liberal. And, and, and in people's minds, conservative means Republican, liberal means Democrat. But here's the problem. I'm going to talk about conservatives first. The definition of conservative is supposed to mean someone who believes the Constitution can't be touched, stays how it is. The problem is most of these people who call themselves conservatives are completely contradictory because they say that on one hand, but they only want the Constitution to not be touched in when it comes to issues that are important to them. They have no problem with other people's con- constitutional rights being violated to right. people when it doesn't affect them. And that's where the blatant contradiction comes in, where I'm like, so how conservative are you really? You know what I mean? And the majority of Republicans are not really conservatives. No. They, they call themselves conservatives, but they, they, they run a lot of their platforms on things that are in violation of constitutional rights.
2: Well, and Trump especially has seriously suggested that we should start eliminating uh, amendments of the Bill of Rights, you know, he's like, yeah. "Oh, people shouldn't have free speech yeah. when they when they say things mm-hmm. about me, they shouldn't." Or have Or the it.
1: freedom of the press, like there there are a lot of things that he says that it's like apparently just because he's saying it, that's why his supporters are cool with it. But
2: well, look what before his meltdown with a good old spicy there, Sean Spicer, mm-hmm. yeah, they were literally telling people to shut their cameras off. There was a few more independent media people who are brave enough to turn on their audio recorders mm-hmm. and stuff to catch some things when that crap was happening, but they'd have them turn off and allow them to take notes but yeah. not mm-hmm. turn the cameras on. Well, Where?
1: the thing that <clears throat> I've noticed about the being a Democrat or being a Republican is that I I don't know if it's always been like this or I don't know if this is just a symptom of, of the shallow... Um, society we have but i think that people align with what they want to like look like like what kind of person they want to come Mm -hmm. off as Mm -hmm. so when um trump was running there were so many people like it was like i feel like especially around young men around my age where they support him because they feel that it it gives them some sort of status symbol or something. So whether whether they even watch any of the debates or whether they pay attention to anything that's actually happening, they're Trump supporters. They're wearing their uh, Make America Great Again hats, their Trump shirts, because it, it's like edgy. And similarly with um, Democrats, there are a lot of you know people around my age who we share a lot of the same um, beliefs, but they're they're proud of their democratic party and i'm like it's it's always odd to me i think it's more obvious to me i see more trump supporters without a doubt but even some of these diehard um democrat like clinton supporters Mm -hmm. that surprises me as well i'm like are you is do you really do you really truly feel those feelings or do you feel like you have to or it says something about you that you are you know that type of person
2: I've known uh, some Democrats who've literally gotten angry at me and other people who are, Bernie is trying to um, just come in as a, as a tourist and take over my democratic party and all these people who change parties to vote for Bernie Sanders who joined the democratic, how dare they join my party? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, they're calling themselves a Democrat, democracy, and they're, they're 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 thinking that that's democracy in their heads. He's
1: like, well, we've been here, you know. Where were you? <clears throat> and I and the irony in people after the election blaming Bernie supporters for the loss. I'm like, I blame. Hillary Clinton. I blame her supporters. Yep. supporters
0: who, discuss, who, because, who didn't even acknowledge Bernie. Right. So many people were so,
1: yeah, too <laughs> too aligned with uh, uh, she needs to be in like, sh- this is like, it was, they were too loyal to her and the idea of her. And then when it came down to it, I'm like, it was getting down the wire. The other, you know, the other candidates on the Republican side are dropping out and I'm like. I was the whole time. I'm like, this train is crashing. Like, if yeah. she, if if she gets the nomination, Trump will win. And there yeah. were so many people who apparently aren't surrounded by Trump supporters, like I am. That thought, oh no way, no way.
0: That's that's that I'm neoliberal like, arrogance. That's the, the the liberal arrogance.
1: Insane. It's that. insanity. And no,
0: what I think is what I think is so right. Everybody else is so stupid that doesn't mm-hmm. agree. I. And it's like... Uh, I'm
1: like, you are too you busy to being, a few yeah, being yeah. so to the wor- confident real world. in your party when your party... <laughs> well, even her
2: now, I don't know about her book because I haven't read it. And I've I heard. haven't People read it either. People have said things, you know, oh, you should read the book. But every one of her interviews, she has been smug when talking about, well, Bernie, mm-hmm. you know, it was because of Bernie supporters. And she. I remember once she was explaining it away, saying... I should have, she brought up the term, like, um, donkey birthday or wait, pony birthday present or something like that. Like, he was saying, oh, he called it pony promises. They were saying that every dad says, yeah, one of these days to his little girl, he'll buy her a pony. But it's an unrealistic thing because most people live in cities where they wouldn't even be able to keep the pony mm-hmm. you know much less you know afford to buy it or afford to feed and all that. She said he constantly gave all these pony promises and she and she said on top of that that um he was more emphatic and more emotional and more passionate. and I was more logical. Talking about the issue, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, "This is just like Trump, right? Like saying Uh, like black is white, white is black, and Uh chocolate is thirty four cents." Well, the
0: typical it's the typical that is the common denominator between the 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 political establishment, Republicans and Democrats alike. This fake facade of we have a certain mode. These are the lines, and we operate within these lines, and we'll cater to our group, and you cater in your group. But we need to protect these certain this certain uh, status quo. Right. Quota, the And it's cheap. And it's that corporate control of really protecting the interests of the people yeah. who aren't really affected either way, as long as it's
2: mm-hmm. the when there was questions about votes in the democratic party and, and how Bernie should have won. They said, this isn't a democratic process. They literally, they literally said in court when it was challenged that they admitted that they were like a corporation. They were a private club. That it didn't matter. They can they choose the candidate, mm-hmm. and yeah. And that to me is unbelievable. Yeah. When, no, that freaking when you can't Washington you can't do lady. anything yeah, unless you're a Republican f- or a Democrat. You can't get on any damn ballot, right? Especially for the presidency. And then they say, well, we're going to choose it anyways. Yeah.
1: And I will say the the only thing that the only sympathy I can give Hillary Clinton is that if she were a man, I fully believe she would have won because she was far more qualified politically. I think politically. if she was Elizabeth
2: Warren, she would have won. Yeah, I, I think there's other well, women. Well, yeah,
1: be- no, I know, absolutely. But I'm yeah. saying if she were a man, if she were the same exact person with the same exact history, if she were a man, she would have won. You might
0: be right about Def-
1: that. Like, I, without a doubt, because I, I, I she, cause she knows exactly, yeah. she knew what she was doing. She was the perfect she would have been the perfect political pawn. It was just that people hated her as a woman more than they hated Donald Trump.
2: But I think for a lot of the new young voters that were supporting financially, financially, and um, you know, and you know, emphatically, you know, in their morals and everything, I, I don't think. I mean, a lot of people trusted her in a lot of different issues, like. I mean, she wanted to continue and bomb the crap out of Syria, right? And you know, a lot of these di-
0: corporate issues, you know, and but that's because the, the the military. There's two major, the two major outside of Wall Street, which which really Wall Street exists because of the other major industries, is military and oil, and both parties are. Mutually, a party to these people. Now, you'll hear... And
2: natural gas, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. You'll hear... Like, that's one thing I give Obama credit for. He did try to be edgy when it came to um, alternate f- fuel sources and uh, alternate energy yeah. and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and you will hear probably more Democrats or people who lean left in favor of that as right. opposed to Republicans until they bro, until someone gets smart and realizes that it is actually an economically smart decision aside from just the fact that it would help the environment. Yeah. As we, we spoke about this in a previous episode, yeah. but like, um, Hillary Clinton took plenty donations from the oil industry. Right. Yeah. Like but, many other major party candidates. But I
1: think that... I, and military. I and don't the military think industry. the majority of her criticisms <laughs> were not that no deep. they yeah, weren't that no. it was it was Benghazi or it was as simple as I don't like her voice oh, or gosh, her when, she, when
2: she first started that was all that right. crap pantsuits yeah. Oh, yeah and, the, and l- it was almost like she's ugly, right like exactly
1: ben. and personally I she was she was smug that's what I she, didn't like about her she was smug and I entitled will say but
0: in t- in dealing with her there's two poli- there's a couple politicians that give me bad vibes like just their energy Well, actually there's way more, but big on a big level in the democratic party. And that's Hillary Clinton and Andrew Cuomo. Although Andrew Cuomo is great to listen to speak. He's a great speaker. But outside of that, I'm like, you know, I remember when the primaries were happening and they were talking, he didn't even mention Bernie. He wouldn't even acknowledge Bernie. And that's what they were all doing. I'm like, you guys are fucking up right now. You guys with your smug attitude that you got this, entitlement mm-hmm. and and that's what happened but yeah hillary was such a shrill person like back to when i first started in news she was a the a u.s senator for new york and i remember trying to interview her was I right i'll never forget i'm like wait they're not supposed to ask I remember fresh out of college they're not supposed to ask us what we're we're gonna ask Cause you just learned how journalism's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Now I'm learning wow, yeah, how it wow, actually it really happens. I'm like, why are they asking us what we're gonna ask her? They're not supposed yeah. to ask us that. Um, and her whole like her whole demeanor, and I was, I was I was like, you're not somebody. You she never gave me a feeling of wow, you're somebody I trust. Right. She always reminded me of the secretly racist white lady that was like. I do things for people of color, so you better appreciate it. Right. Remember, yeah, remember, I let you in the house. I let you learn how to read. I let I taught you how to read. I let you read that one book. I taught you how to read, but you can only read that one book right. that I gave you. Like, that's what she well, reminded me of. Well,
1: absolutely, which I, I think that if you are an, like an intuitive or not even necessarily intuitive, but like just perceptive person, then any you should be able to see that she's genuinely not a good person. Mm-hmm. But I still firmly what? believe that if she was a man, the her fault the all the things she was v- villainized for would have been
0: ignored. totally oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. justified. I, I, I don't I don't disagree,
1: so, no. but yeah. I, I think that, um I don't disagree, that yeah. there's go right back to that party loyalty. That was the, that was the issue. I, I'm like you. People were so badly wanted just to win. They wanted the woman to win. They wanted Hillary Clinton. She's worked for this. What was her slogan? It's her time. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. I'm with her. So I yeah. and yeah, and I'm like sitting back looking at this, and I'm like, don't be mad at me when it comes down to it because I supported Bernie Sanders because Bernie will beat Trump would have. and then yeah. i had he
0: absolutely would have
1: i and the, the people i guess like i said i'm surrounded by trump supporters so i heard people say oh you know bernie's not a bad guy if he if he gets the nomination i'll probably vote for him oh i
0: don't know but how many if he doesn't they, said, yeah. they already said like so the percentage of bernie supporters the overwhelming didn't vote then there was you know there was this, some who went to Hillary, because they're just like, look, she's. I rather have her, like me. If I would, I if I would have been, I in a, if I would have been in a swing state, I would have voted for her because the other option was Trump, and I would have been. I saw her as a lesser of two evils, mm-hmm. for the reason that she needs the system as it stands in order to survive. Mm-hmm. So she's manipulatable by the people. She, yeah, you saw she, sure, really she switches it run. up if she's like, oh shit, I gotta. Where Trump doesn't need like. And this is the thing: people are like, he has his own money, and I'm like, you think that's a good thing? Do you study no. history? Right. Like, not only if this country, if America collapsed and we got decimated, not only would he and his family be okay, but he'd figure out some way to capitalize off it. Right. That's how people Absolutely. like them yeah. think. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, so
2: And policies, he doesn't even remember what he what he said a week ago on what he believes in. And,
0: and look, his his kids are all up in his cabinet. His family's all... Right. I'm like, you guys don't... They're people being, don't really, study history. They're they really don't. They're creating
1: a freaking dynasty. I'm like, diz, right. diz, like? It, it's like Ted said, Like he has done so many illegal things and nobody is doing yeah. anything. Nobody's...
0: And everyone around him. Has right. Done I think he'll be things. the demise of the Republican Party, though.
1: I sure hope so, and and I
0: don't think another Democrat's gonna win. But the reality is, we're probably gonna have another. Like, if the CIA doesn't like assassinate him or something, we're probably gonna have a likelihood is that he's gonna be a two-term president. Oh
2: God, Um, don't say
1: that. Don't say that. Um, I don't
0: think so. Like, unless, like I said, I think that somebody there needs to be someone with a platform like Bernie that is younger and um. You know has you know an appeal um Bernie had a great appeal i mean I covered every single person involved in the election, only two people were had numbers like it was Bernie and Trump hmm. and In the beginning, the mainstream media wasn't covering this stuff. And I remember CNN that time they they were ignoring a Bernie Riley watching an empty podium waiting for Trump for like 45 minutes Mm -hmm. where there was like 20,000 people.
1: Well, I mean, you would see it after the debates. They would the commentators would go in and totally if you just listen to what they said, you would think that you would think that Bernie lost the debates. Because over and over again, it was like, oh, Hillary, this, Hillary, that. And then, oh, and Bernie had some good points. But, and I'm watching it like, yeah. what are they, what are you talking and about? And they did the
2: exact same thing on the Republican Party with Ron Paul. They even, they even didn't count the votes. Yeah. For Ron Paul. Right. They didn't say them out loud.
1: I, yeah. I wrote him in.
0: Oh. Um, but the, <laughs> <I> did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that was like, which it's like, it's. A part of me is angry at the media, but it's um, it's also like well, what's media, wrong with the people? People not being smart enough to think for themselves. Like I'm like if if you watch those debates, you don't need the commentators afterwards to tell you who won. And yeah. I, that it's the same thing with that con- that confidence in that Hillary is doing so great. Hillary's gonna win. And while I decided you know, I'm not watching CNN anymore i'm not watching after the debates i'm not going to listen to them poison our minds into thinking that you know bernie's not as good as he is but uh, apparently everyone else was watching and thinking oh we're good you know no no nothing to worry about here trump's not popular never gonna win and then yeah
2: i thought that for a longest Landslide. time I'm like oh my god are yeah. we in like the twilight zone now what the hell happened i
0: knew i knew he was gonna win i said early on like this guy's gonna win I just—I I was at the convention I, I went to both conventions And the Republican one I was like I feel like we're at the Hunger Games Watching the, prop- the propaganda video Where they're like yeah. And I'm like oh man And then The Democratic one I'm like this feels like an award show yeah. They put way too... This is desperate. It's, it, it was cool. There was a lot of cool performances, but I'm like, this is desperation. They're pulling yeah. out all the stops. It's the, the, the thing I realized... So the liberal or the conservative Republican approach, quote-unquote, is usually people that appeal to the, I use my hands. I know because I have experience oh, walking through the trenches. Yeah, what's I, the irony there? I can win the fight because I can punch somebody and knock them down. Where which is experience is good and important, but it's not always bad because I, my argument I always make to, to certain people are if I walk into a room and I punch somebody and beat them up in front of a crowd of people and that people cheers and I walk away.
2: <laughs> You're going to jail, first of <laughs> no, all. <laughs> but let's know. just say that. Well, not, <laughs> well not always because it happens yeah, and people yeah. don't go to jail.
0: but And I walk away and that crowd, everybody there was like, ah, ha, ha, ha you you won, yeah! they cheer me, I'm like, yeah, I'm cool, and those, and I walk out, those people thinking I'm cool, that person that got beat up then, goes, takes her time, plays a victim, like, because they are, and, seeks sympathy from people who, who care, and are like, you know, this is what happened, and there was one or two people there, that saw what happened, and are like, yo, that guy was a total dick, and just yeah. beat the hell out of this guy, um, gained support from people who know this, meanwhile, he's studying, every move I make and at at the same time being like I don't go walk up and punch people because that's not nice starts a platform about it, and then at the same time figures your every movement out, and then sends an assassin to kill your whole family. <laughs> who won in the long run?
2: Yeah,
0: you know yeah, what I'm saying. It, who who won in the long run? It's an because, old uh,
2: Yosemite Sam Bugs Bunny episode. Yeah, like the where that, they have that a that wall person, and they keep <laughs> throwing rocks, and then they have a cannon, and then they-
0: you, motherfuckers, are so focused on this person because they're like, yeah, I just knocked him out. Meanwhile, that person's plotting your whole the demise of of you completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. That's my argument to the rep because that's the Republican approach. Then on the other hand, you got the Democrat liberal approaches where you get these people who over intellectualize. Like, and don't get me wrong, education is good, but just because you read about something or you learn about something does not make you an expert. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. This arrogance comes in. Well, I know because I got a degree in this, and I read this book, and I read that book, and I heard this theory, and all that makes so much sense. But you have no experience. With the issues you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So you just talk down to people and you, you know, and that's how we ended up, how that, what, what, in, in the end, that's really how the Democratic Party imploded with Bernie. They're arrogant. like, oh, no, Hillary, her experience, and she knows this, and she's done this, and she's done that, and blah, 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 blah. And we, and we could just shove the him arrogance aside. and Like, oh, you, oh, please, 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 that guy, no. It's that arrogant over thinking because you read the book or you have the information that that makes you an expert. That doesn't make you an expert. You just know about a situation and you can regurgitate what you read about. Mm -hmm. You didn't have the experience. Like I can read a book about how to win a battle. I can read a whole book about martial arts and how it works. But if I go fight a guy who's been fighting martial arts his whole life, never read a book at all, it's all from experience in hand, he's going to fuck me up. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the bottom line, and it's that that's kind of like this, you know, where we run into this this circle of nowhere, and how I feel the two party the two party system has been able to exist for this long, and what we haven't really got into is that the the media has played a major role, and how that is is because of the same companies that buy the politicians buy these corporate owned media outfits which takes out the role that media is supposed to play. Mm -hmm. The whole, or not media, because that's a broad term, but press, right? specifically the press.
2: Yeah, the idea of it being the checks and balances of the government, the last The key to democracy
0: is that press, you're supposed to be the watchers who watch the watchers to keep the people informed. And what ended up happening is, of course, someone's smart enough to be like, oh, we'll buy the press, We'll, we'll shape the way people think. By the politicians at the same time. And we'll control everything. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening. That's how we've had this two-party system that's gone on for so long. But
1: that's why you need the people to think. I mean, obviously, we are all um, educated in the media. And obviously, Ted's one of the people who taught me that to be a literate, Consumer, you have to be able to take bits and pieces and put the story together yourself. So, the idea that anybody actually watches just one news outlet or one, um, like side, you know, Fox or CNN, and just takes everything that they say for gospel that is what is wrong with that's why people Suckers. are so uninformed. <laughs> this is the, so the majority of people that are. I, I the majority of Americans do
2: that's why so many people when you ask them why are you angry about that football player uh kneeling i don't know i just don't agree with you you right. know They're i just told don't like it. to be angry about i just see
0: it as disrespectful yeah yeah no, it's right people that people a lot of the problem is that a lot of people choose to watch what they they want to be here what well, Somebody right. reaffirm what they believe in and that's the science with the those people who design those channels
2: especially Fox, that. Fox
0: News Channel MNBC even CNN who CNN tries to like balance it out but they they've been leaning left for since Bush left yeah uh probably because Bush made it easy for them to do that but um MNBC and Fox News are news entertainment. Mm -hmm. They talk about things that really exist, but they are they don't live by the same standards that a local media outlet would and not even local, not that local media outlets can't be influenced by their sponsors. Yeah. But these are specifically designed with one intent to enter for ratings, to entertain their viewers. So Fox News is deliberately they write stories in a way that slants towards their right wing viewers. The same with NBC. They write their stories in a way that slants towards Democrats or the left. Um, the only real, the news channel that is a hundred percent unbiased is C-SPAN and people don't watch it cause it's boring. So, you know, those, those specific channels are made for that particular purpose. And it's easy for the people who own the two party systems to, Control keep people brainwashed into that "quote unquote" manufactured consent by utilizing that. Yeah, um, we're going through a change now, though. Like I said, the overwhelming amount of people that responded to the Facebook question w- were independent, and I think a lot of it is because of social media. Because it's it's why Bernie was able to Bernie was able to get the momentum that he had because of social media, and it, f- it was another thing as we spoke on our previous episode on um, on. Uh, Technology in the media now um, is—they had to, they had to, they were forced to have to like cover him to the, even though they didn't cover him nearly as much.
2: You were kind of against him at first, even a little bit.
0: Yeah, and and so that being said, it's kind of like, you know, it's there. I think there does need to be laws where they they get rid of, you know, Citizens United. You take the money out of politics. I think that if you set regulations to make every. every politician gets equal Mm airtime you say what you mean you go out there and you say what you mean and that's that and people make a choice um get the money out of politics you know which people have tried to do and
2: i think just like uh you know some of i know it doesn't always work well in different areas for television but some of the public access laws especially have to do with like radio how you have like 89 point whatever to 90 whatever set aside in every area for, you know, public or uh, college radio and stuff like that. I think there should be channels. There should be like, if not all year long, long, there should be several television channels set aside like public access, but they should be funded so that people don't have to pay for the productions themselves and that everyone has to use the same ones. And so it would be public funded station and have everybody – be able to lay out their issues. Have the same thing with web pages. They're public-funded web pages that they have to use, where they just lay out their their issues and lay out their statements. You could have debates on those channels that are controlled by not a particular station, but a public-funded, you know, you know, something like PBS or whatever, where it's non-biased individuals that aren't influenced by money. And I think that would, like, work so much better for, I mean, I know a lot of people have talked about problems for direct democracy, but also, like, you know, and voter, uh, uh, not voter fraud, I was trying to think of the, you know, voter suppression. suppression. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, that, you know, maybe there'd be some problems with direct democracy at different mm-hmm. levels, but also, you know, uh, we've proven that. Uh, the the sanctity of like the voting systems especially by these private companies is a complete joke mm-hmm. and the, you know I, I went to a, pol- a polling place it was either the primaries or it was the main election for the presidency and the person said oh, these are completely unplugged they're offline there's no way anybody could hack these and then like a week later there was a story how people brought thumb drives in months before and snuck a thumb drive into oh, a machine that puts a virus in that can change the votes by thousands you know so what I'm getting to is um is security and the encryption rates that they can do online they should be able to come up with a system where people could vote on computers if it if they can't if it, if you have to restrict it that it can't be from a private household you could have public places where you have um, computer voting machines and make it more accessible in different areas and have it less about having you know 300 people around that are are, are voter people that you know you're signing on a dotted line, having more machines around and having a few people that are like IT techs that make sure that these things are secure and, you know, and have them set up in a way that they can't be hacked, you know. And I, I think it would be so much better to, to have access, accessibility and a little bit closer to direct democracy then we did, wouldn't have as much of a problem with the two-party system if more people were, cap- were able to vote more people were able to get information, you know. Because as it is now, it's all the filters that we've we've been talking about has to go through so many different filters and so many different influences. How are you going to get a message? I mean, I just, for the last election, I registered as a Democrat only so that I could vote for Bernie in the primaries. I stayed on it because I'm like, I might come around again.
1: Mm. But
2: there's nothing in me that has any loyalty to the party, and I don't think that is... With a lot of different people, like you said, you interview a lot of people and you did surveys. You know, th- there's a ton of people that want to be independent, or they say they're that yeah, and you should be in- able
1: to be independent and vote for whoever you want to vote for. Like the that was the issue that so many people had with trying to switch their um, voter affiliation from whether it was from Republican to Democrat or from. Independent to Democrats. Yeah, you have and, like
2: waiting periods. And, and stuff. yeah. And we
1: tried to make it known. We, you know, there were a lot of posts saying this is how you do it. This is when the deadline is. I think it was like October 7th or something. Or maybe even it was in September. But um, the bottom line is you should not be able to not vote because you don't have the correct title on your voting card. And... Um, that it's like what there's these you know my my opinion BS reasons why we have oh well that's that's like that because of this reason and it's like the bottom line is it all amounts to trying to tailor the outcome of um, the election trying to cut back on participation and I think that our American government has their their um system in place and they don't want to shake that up and that this past election was insane, but they still did what they had to do in order to try and control it as much as possible. And, you know, there's still the money in politics and politics and whether Trump does exactly what they wanted to do or not. He's still preserving that big money and, um, looking out for the interests of the big, uh, wall street and, um, I think that the two-party system is apparent is supposed to be more organized or whatever Like I said, whatever way they try and spin it, that it's you know the that it's the best thing. Yeah. I I don't I just don't buy that. I don't buy it at all.
2: Well, I think part of the problem too is what you were starting to get on is there's so many crazy formalities. I was I don't remember the details, but I remember there was listening to one NPR program that was all about that, and there were several people from a couple different states that were talking about all the intricacies and formalities of getting a party registered on a ticket mm-hmm. and like becoming a member of the electoral college and all these different, th- in, in some instances, one guy said he just went somewhere for the electoral college or, or, or maybe it was a, um, one of the representatives for like the parties. He said he just went somewhere and he filled out a form and suddenly he was a member. And, and then in another instance, I don't know if it was the electoral college or whatever, it was this long, drawn out process, and it was like almost impossible to be able to mm-hmm. to do it, you know. And I'm like thinking that this seems to be a big part of the problem too. Mm-hmm. Is, like, why
1: is it so hard to participate in your government? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's it, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, it's kind of like my my take is, I, why do we even need political parties? You know, like I, at all? Yeah. I I honestly think that political parties are. What is wrong with with our country? How, what, what, part of the one of the biggest ingredients to the corruption and to the you know the ability to keep the masses swayed and blinded because because it 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 creates this aside from the manufacturing consent aspect of gassing you into thinking you're really making a choice, it also gives you a a, a false sense of security because in your mind, if you're like I'm a Republican and I vote a Republican. I vote for good morals. Yeah, or I vote, I'm a democrat and I voted democrat. I I I, I voted whatever I vote for you my think good you think that you d- and and it's like at the end of the day, man, there's so much happening that you aren't even aware of mm-hmm. because yeah. you didn't take the time to listen to And
1: everything. it's just pitting us versus them. Yeah. And um drawing that line where your moral differences are when ultimately, I mean, I think the majority of people share the same moral compass but when you're forced to be pushed to one end or the other that's when people start being defensive and um like you you can't relate to someone because that they are a republican or you can't relate to someone because they're a democrat And, and now we have this like liberal being used as a slur and um there's just such A divide, and I know that that I feel like that word is so overused. Yeah,
2: where people don't even understand the meanings of things anymore. Right, you guys were mentioning like, like socialism is an evil Mm -hmm. word. When oh, you don't like police, you don't like fire, you don't like highways, Mm -hmm. you don't like FDA rules or
0: anything. Yeah, people learn word. People learn words, and they feel like oh, I'm gonna throw this word around. Right, right. Which
1: is you know everybody is guilty of it in this current political climate, but. I just I feel like it. it is not doing us any favors for being so loyal to one like ideology when if in my opinion if people don't start being more aware of what they're doing and what they're supporting and why then we're going to hell in a handbasket essentially because yeah. mm-hmm. like I mean I'm around a lot of people all the time who they're uh, either are Trump supporters or they are Republicans, and I would say every day at work I have somebody bring up um, Trump or pro-Trump or uh, bring up liberals or Democrats in a negative way. Yeah, it's and I'm like for the first time in my life. I, I mean, I've been in service for seven years and I've never existed in that kind of climate where that's what we talk about now. Is how much we hate the people on the other side, mm. and
2: well, I think I, I think it's it's been around for a long time of like a lot of conflict, but I think that's the thing that I find is strange is that we're living in a time where people have to be more scared than they, especially people of color, have to be more scared than they ever were mm-hmm. because we have so many emboldened people. I think there's a lot of maybe it'll end up being a, like you said, you're an optimist. You know, maybe it'll end up being a good thing. That all this racism that people have been hiding in the closet has come up, and you have Nazis walking around in the street. Hopefully, it doesn't turn the tides to like Germany, mm. but maybe it'll be good to resolve the conflicts in some sort of way and uh, help things out. But in the meantime, it's pretty pretty scary. Well, yeah. People have to go through I remember seeing a video of a woman who got pulled over, a black woman who got pulled over, and she turned on her camera right after it was like live Facebook. And she was crying and she said, uh, kind of similar to a story you were talking about, I think before we went on, um, that she just got pulled over and the officer was concerned because she was swerving a little bit and Mm she said on this highway, a lot of people fall asleep and they end up careening off the road. Mm -hmm. And he said, he just talked to her for a little bit. You're okay. You don't need to go to a hotel or anything. Mm -hmm. No. Okay. I'll send you on your way. And she said, she started crying when he, almost immediately when she pulled him over and told him that she was terrified and scared. And he said, he, he kept saying, please don't cry. Please mm-hmm. don't cry. I was just concerned for your safety. You can go on your way, but mm-hmm. please, please stop crying. And she said she was caught between this thing of being terrified and then also having this outpouring of empathy
0: from this officer mm-hmm.
2: that she never expected.
0: Mm-hmm. It's funny because I, it reminds me of uh, um, an episode of uh, Insecure a show on HBO with a uh, Nisa Ray there's it shows a, a, a guy an educated black man um I, I believe his character comes from a, um you know a well to do black family middle class uh he gets pulled over by two white cops in California and it's a typical like he's like scared nervous yeah. and the and the cop notices his uh Georgetown plates and he busts his chops he goes you should take you out for being in Georgetown. And he's like, we busted you up. I'm a, whatever the other cause guys. And that, the, you know, the white cop, two white cops, he's laughing it up. But, the, and, and here's this guy who's like, I don't even know how to react right now. Cause I'm, right. I'm terrified. I'm really just scared. I don't know if you're going to shoot me or beat me up or whatever. And it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's- we actually got a wrap. Cause we're like way over time. <laughs> um, any final thoughts on the topic?
2: I I I guess I just want to reiterate what I just said. I hope it turns out good. <laughs> yeah. I hope things get better. Mm. Cuz right now it's, it's kind of scary times, but you know, I, I guess I got to go back to like that that video that I said I saw that said you're being brainwashed. Maybe it's not as bad as we think. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Yeah. Hopefully not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would say Quit aligning yourself, you know, think for yourself. Don't think, like me, I, you know, I've said before, it works for me, is I'm an independent, I have been since college. I, I haven't been a straight ticket voter since that very first time at 18 I voted. Um, I vote for whoever I think is the best person for the job, mm-hmm. regardless of their party affiliation. Um, and I hope to see the day that parties are not, you know, a thing, It's there's some better way rather than these big corporate-owned mm conglomerates that control so much of what happens um yeah thanks for listening if you have any questions uh or comments or opinions on the topic let us know we want to hear from you
2: thanks for having me on
0: thanks Teddy.
1: um if you want to tune in to this episode it's airing uh sunday october 1st, right october 1st right october 1st um uh, it'll be on the firing squad network at 9 p.m. you can find telling it like it is on Facebook we have a page it's called telling it like it is official radio show and we are also on Instagram at uh, Tili truth radio and if you have any uh, questions complaints whatever you want to uh, mail in a topic you can email email us at T I L I radio show at Mm gmail.com
0: and follow us on Twitter too. Um, yes. So telling it like it is, is produced by myself, Matt Ely, Veronica Ely, and Zara Vignola. Special thanks to Maddie Ely for handling our social media. We are not Democrats. We're not Republicans. We're not conservatives. We're not liberals. We're realists and we're always telling it like it is.